Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and the Flames are back in action today against the Ottawa Senators, who are on the hunt for their 10th win of the season. So the Flames, uh, we got to talk about what they need to do in order to win today. And uh, we have another all-star on our team announced. So let's jump right into it. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic Thursday today. The Flames are finally playing a hockey game. And then they're off until Tuesday. So, (laughs) you know, let's soak up uh, the next three hours of our night and really appreciate what they give us against tonight's tilt in tonight's tilt against Ottawa. Uh, Projected lines, they're looking a little different than they might have than they did on the the last time we saw this team. Uh, Your first line stays the same, but then you have Coleman, Backlund, and Tyler Pitlick right up there on your second line and uh, Mangiapane, Dubé and Richie followed by Milan Lucic, Sean Monahan, and Trevor Lewis. And then you have Zadorov and Goodbranson back in on that third pairing with Markstrom starting in net. You know, I think that everybody saw Pitlick's name earlier in the week being up <laughs> on that second line as bit of a head scratcher and I think that that's a fair assessment because you don't see him talked about in a positive light ever so this could be one of two things either Sutter is sending a message to tree living about what he has has to work with and you know how well that went for Jeff Ward uh, last season And then, you know, the trade deadline's right ahead, so let's try to do something here. Or he's trying to put air into uh, Pitlick's tires and saying, come on, like, let's get you going. Like, you can do this. Giving him a little bit of grace. Putting him with some decent players, too. So we'll have to see how that goes. I'm a little nervous. Um, Little is an understatement, (laughs) to be completely honest. But it's really great to see Markstrom back in net. I think he's had a decent amount of rest, and he should be back at 100% and uh, fully shaken off uh, whatever he was dealing with, whether it was an illness, his back, or an injury. We don't know. We talked about this yesterday in regards to uh, the lack of transparency of him not being at 100%. And... I hope that Lucic being back in the bottom six means that this is a way to get the secondary scoring going because, you know, we'll talk about this in the next segment, but the offense has been struggling. It's been absolutely brutal trying to get this team to do anything (laughs) in terms of scoring. So, you know, hopefully Lucic can be back on that fourth line and just say hey like let's let's do it let's get it going because as we know Milan Lucic's revenge tour has been going swimmingly for him <laughs> he's on pace for like 22 goals which is absurd 
And I, I hope that we see some sort of improvement all around, up and down the lines, because the last three games have been brutal to watch, you know? I think that we're all hoping for some sort of improvement, but when, you know, you're assembling lines and you see Pitlick up in that top right, or sorry, the the second line on that on uh, right wing, it does get a little bit concerning because you don't know what you're going to get, and I just don't really know if a depth player like Pitlick is the one that should be up there. And I think that's a fair assessment. But the Ottawa Senators have not played a game since New Year's Day, and that gives big-time December Calgary Flames vibes when they had not played for like 18, 19 days and it was just brutal waiting for a game and Ottawa's still looking for their 10th win and I hope the Flames do not give it to them. Their special teams ranked poorly, I think uh, 17th and 22nd in the league for uh, penalty kill and power play or power play penalty kill, sorry. Um, and I just, I hope that the Flames can capitalize on these things because last time the Senators played, they were shut out six to nothing against Toronto. Quite the way to ring in the new year. And, <laughs> you know, Battle of Ontario is not as competitive as the Battle of Alberta, which we still have no idea when the December 27th game is going to be rescheduled for. So, you know, we'll have to keep our uh, eyes out for if we're ever going to play the Oilers again and if Evander Kane is suiting up against the Oilers, or sorry, against the Flames, um, <laughs> who's going to uh, take one for the team, you know? Okay, so coming up next, we're going to discuss uh, three things that the Flames need to do to win. These are the key factors heading into tonight's matchup. Thanks so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and please be sure to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. There are often times <laughs> where the, you know, you look at a pregame report and it'll say, like, key factors to winning a game. And you're just kind of like, no kidding, like, it's the same stuff, just rearranged and in different wording. But I think the Flames have a unique opportunity here because they haven't been playing much hockey and the hockey they just played last week was not very good. So they give us something to work with. It's great stuff, right? So tonight, key factor number one, go out and take an early lead. One thing that kills this team is them falling behind and just get digging themselves a deeper grave. If you've ever worked in restaurants and, you know, your your table it gets sat and then, you know, you try to take care of another table and it's very busy, you call it in the weeds. So we don't want the flames to be in the weeds tonight. I think it's, uh, you know, really important for this team to go out there and just light, light up the saddle dome. Not literally, please. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Blake Coleman has four points in his last two games. And Mangiapane is two points away from career, 100th career point. And the top line should be leading the way for this team. And just like Daryl Sutter said a couple weeks ago, 
You know, they set the precedent for how the game is played. You want the rest of your lines to fit the mold of that first line. And, you know, the Flames need to get their offense going. Like, there's no there's no denying that. That is very obvious. And right now, Matthew Kachuk, I feel like people are not talking about him enough. I, I just feel like he is one of those players who is not, um, you know, it's always like Johnny Gaudreau. And that, that's no shade to Johnny, but he Matthew Kachuk has nine points in his last five games, which is absolutely fantastic. And I think that he absolutely needs to show Brady who's boss and who's the real captain. Just kidding. I love the oversized toddler too. But Johnny has 15 goals and Manji Apani, like I said, leads the team with 18. He's looking for a new career high. He's looking to reach another milestone. This team has it in them and they just cannot underestimate their opponent. Key factor number two. It, It hasn't been too much of a problem this season, but I think that they have slipped up when, you know, when it comes to giving a game their all. Like, there were times early in the season where they would play like a second period at like 150% and then just trail off in the third. Or they would really only play one and three and then two would be them giving up leads, you know, falling behind, not generating high scoring opportunities or anything like that. And I think it's easy to come in and act cocky against a team that has nine wins, but they can't do that. (laughs) They tried doing that against Chicago in December, and that game could have been a disaster. I think the final was 5-3 flames, but they just kept going back and forth, bing bong, bing bong, and it just was not fun. (laughs) It was not a fun game to watch. And when it comes to play, like the Sens have a good line lineup assembled but when their goaltender looks the way that he does it starts to get a little bit of a problem and that is key factor number three Matt Murray uh you know you got to play his game and no I'm not talking about um you know being a bad goaltender I don't want Jacob Markstrom emulating his game but make him be a bad goaltender. Make him live up to that uh, 883 save percentage, to that whopping 3.67 goals against average. Embarrass this man, you guys. Like, they have to go out there and just dump all over them and make Sens fans even more miserable. I feel like a bully saying this, but if the Flames want to talk about, like, building momentum and getting, you know, shaking off the last three losses and really, like, reestablishing themselves. They need to go out there tonight and just just dump all over, all over Matt Murray. And <laughs> it's sad because, you know, um, he was once a really good goaltender and now he's in Ottawa and has been sent down to um, their the Be- Belleville, Belleville, I think it's called. Their, their AHL affiliate came back, but... It's just, you know, I don't know if this team is necessarily one that is going to be, like, a long-term thing. Like, I I think their core is just kind of, like, Brady Kachuk and, um, oh, my God, Stutzel and um, 
I'm drawing a blank on the other name, but you know, like there, there isn't this true identity to the senators, the way that there are, you know, like, uh, the Bruins, like, you know, or, uh, Carolina, you know, uh, you're not like Vegas, you know, you're not seeing something that's truly established. You're just seeing a team that stinks. And that is a bit unfortunate for Ottawa and their fans. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how their fans do it, but you know, I do have sympathy because just last year, the flames were struggling hard and the senators were ahead of them in the standings. And we really don't, uh, want to be revisiting a place <laughs> where that happens. And and to be fair, the Senators are in a very competitive division in the Atlantic, but, you know, not having 10 wins in, in January? Come on, that that's bad. That's very concerning. And, I, I, like, there's no words for that. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh... Best of luck. I know that they have some guys heading to, I believe they have um, a player heading to Beijing for the uh, representing men's team USA. Uh, So we'll have to keep an eye out on that. And, or a prospect, sorry, I should say a prospect because obviously NHL, but you get what I'm saying. (sighs) Boy, oh boy. So coming up next, we are going to talk about our own all-star and just how fantastic of a season our All-Star is having. But before we do that, let me tell you about BetOnline AG. BetOnline AG is the fastest and best place for you to be placing your sports bets. BetOnline AG has a newly designed and revamped webpage that you can check out on your computer or your mobile device. And they're offering you a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up today and make your first deposit. So all you have to do is head on over to BetOnlineAG and make your first deposit, sign up for that free account, and enter promo code Locked On. Very simple, very easy to do. Uh, BetOnlineAG, they have your, you covered from A to Z when it comes to sports, and they even have your favorite Vegas casino games. So you can feel like you're an all-star when you're betting. And playing these games. So head on over to Bet Online AG today. Sign up for that free account. Make that first deposit with promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Locked on Flames continues. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So <laughs> the All-Star uh announcement teams were announced today and Johnny Gaudreau has been named to his sixth sixth All-Star game. Yes, that's right. Johnny Hockey is back. Matthew Kachuk is named last man in. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Petrangelo, Stone, Eberle, and Kempe are representing the Pacific. Uh, that's great. I think that it's very obvious that we were going to see McDavid and Dreisaitl there. Uh, I... You know, it's hard to not have them there. But at the same time, I think it's very, very easy to be happy for Gaudreau. I think he's having one of his best seasons yet. And he could very well, you know, outdo himself. Uh, 
I don't know how likely or realistic it is. I know last time I checked, he was on pace for 97 points. So why don't we get him, like, on pace to 100? Let's just keep going, you know? <laughs> I think he has it in him to crush his his goal total from last year and to crush the points from last year. Uh, he's had two 30-plus goal seasons, and something tells me that this could be his third. It's It's hard to root against this kid. But one of the most frustrating things for me personally about the All-Star game is wanting players to be there, but then also wanting them to rest because you want them to, like, enjoy time off. And especially, like, with Johnny being, like, a newlywed and also just kind of giving it his all night after night and wanting him to rest up before the... uh playoffs and I know people are going to talk about his slumpy playoffs his lack of production in the playoffs as soon as April rolls around so we're going to get out ahead of it on this show and really dive deep and talk about that but like I said he's had two 30 plus goal seasons and I I don't know what it is I don't think that He has this on and off switch, like people are saying when it comes to like a contract year. I think that he is just finally playing with healthy line mates and line mates who are strong playmakers like him. And he has a healthy, you know, lineup behind him as well. It's not just about him. It's about everyone else on this team. And it appears that he's him and Daryl Sutter have worked out their, uh, I don't want to call it beef because I don't know if it was ever beef, but, you know, I think Sutter came in and had this uh, impression of Johnny. He had these expectations of him that he just unfortunately couldn't live up to last season. And it's great to see that uh, Sutter's system is working. It's great to see everyone winning and embracing this Sutter uh, system and, you know, all the best to Johnny. You know, it's hard to not be excited for this. I think it's very exciting. I think that, I mean, should the All-Star game be canceled? Yes. But it's a money-making revenue, revenue-making outlet for the league, so they would never cancel it like they did with the Olympics. But again, I digress. Um, <laughs> it's very exciting to see and I hope that Johnny is able to ink a long-term contract here in Calgary so we get to see more of him representing the Pacific, representing the Flames, and of course bringing more goals and points to us here in the Calgary Flames fan base. It's uh, very, we're very fortunate to get to watch him play hockey and I hope that no one takes that for granted because There aren't too many players doing it like Johnny. And that's all I have for you here today on Locked on Flames. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and we'll be back tomorrow with a game recap and, of course, our winners and losers of the week. Bye-bye.